Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Welcome back, Ankle Pickers. Another set and spread episode coming for you. UFC Vegas 57 with a question mark. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. We'll go sure. Uh, this is the 25th of June, back at the Apex in Vegas. Uh, okay. Finally, another nighttime card for Reese. Uh, he's been craving one of those. We got a 6 p.m. prelim, the Central 9 p.m. Central main card. But, you know, he enjoyed that daytime card in Austin. We partied it up. It was an incredible night. Green, green cards from Ivory Capper and from uh, our production team. It was just one of the best nights ever. Hope you're right. We're recording in advance here. Um, oh, sorry if you hear bangs. I just heard thunder, and so if that if you if it picks up on the camera, it is it is weather. It is not me. Bang. It's not my frustration of Danny smoking me. It, it is just it's just the outside. I've got, well, got some work to do. I gotta say, quite the opposite going on right now. We've got 11-8 season long lead for Reese. Coming off a win as well. He'll lead things off. Country Club said, screw the bout order. I don't know yet. We're a week and a half in advance. So first five fights that caught my attention are what we're rolling with here. And top of that list is a bantamweight bout. Julian Paiva, Sergey Morozov. Reese, kick things off. So what's so weird about this fight in particular is I seem to be the only one in the community who likes Julian Paiva as much as I do. I mean, I see not, I don't want to say hate, but it's like, I honestly took a stab at him against Sean O'Malley obviously didn't age well, but the Kyler Phillips win was beyond impressive. The Zuma Gulov win is something that I hold a lot of weight in. And I know we had a split decision loss to Kai Car France, but split decision and Kai's looking to potentially fight for the belt soon. So you know, I, I put a lot of respect on, on Paiva's name. Now, Sergey Morozov, on the other hand, is another guy I happen to love. I think he's phenomenal. Um, I did wish he looked a little better against Douglas Silva de Andrade. He got tagged up on the feet a little bit, which ultimately led to a submission. Sorry, tornado warning. That's definitely not going to happen. Um, and so moral of the story is he he's definitely had a tough schedule. I mean, his last M one fight before making it to the UFC was against a guy who was on, on top Josh Rittenhouse. And then you got, um, Umar, you got, it, it's, it's tough, but I'm like the only one who likes Piva. So I, I am going to lean it towards Moroza. Oh, maybe not. I'm going to go towards Moroza, but just barely, just ever so slightly. I'm going to go Morozov minus 140. Um, uh, and I don't even like that. I, I just don't know if Piva is going to be a favorite because of what I see in, in the communities. No one likes him. I, I'm the only one who thinks he's, he's beyond talented. I'm going to go Morozov minus 140. Dan, I'm not feeling great. 
Yeah, this is another one. I, I completely agree with you. Um, it seems like Paiva's streak and, and how those fights have aged has just come at a poor timing for his career. Like, the Zalgus win looks great this week because of how good Zalgus looked two weeks ago or three weeks ago, if you're listening to it now. But it didn't really factor into that Sean O'Malley line. He was still like a big, like, plus 250, maybe plus 300 underdog. And, and for good reason. I mean, he, he did get stoned, but he's, he's a guy that is definitely better than almost every unranked fighter. It deserves his ranking, all, the load of it. It really just is where we think Morozov is at this point in time, coming off of, like you said, a really devastating um, finish where, where he got hurt, he got dropped, and then choked out real bad. Um, from Douglas Silva de Andrade. And that wasn't so long ago. It was just right at the beginning of the year, just four months. I still tend to think he's on the just upwards trajectory. I know he's past 30, but Haulian is, I mean, getting up there. Oh, wait, I was mixing up. Never mind. Never mind. The age has flipped on me. I don't know what I was thinking. No, Piva's 26. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm going to go with Head and Rosov as a favorite. And I had their ages swapped, though. I'm going to go with Paiva. No, just give me minus 110, minus 110. This is – if I can't decide who, that's the easiest decision. Yeah. Or 115, 115 if we're doing – Yeah, no, I, I, this one I don't feel good about, so I don't know. I just love Paiva. Let it be known. Yeah, um, I need yet. I need um, Rosal to be a favorite here. So look how that settles. We're sitting here. It's June thirteenth when we're recording. These lines opened up early June, uh, about a week and a half ago. Minus one ten both ways. Yeah. Your favorite Sergey Morozov currently wait, wait, wait. hitting wait, open wait. minus one ten both ways. Oh, I Your thought I got favorite Sergey Morozov currently sitting at minus one thirty five. What? No, dude. Come on. I literally thought I was cooked. Come on. Today is my day, baby. So hot. Do you think that'll continue to run? Because I'll gladly jump on Piva come fight night. Honestly, I didn't even feel good about the 140, so I doubt it, but maybe. I mean, I feel like anyone who's going to be on Morozov is already on Morozov, right? You would think. I don't know. Let's go. Um, It jumped immediately on what a week ago. From 110 to minus 135, Morozov, and it's been pretty steady. No, I'm feeling good here. Um, all right, next fight up. We've got a light heavyweight bout. Another guy that's coming off of what his last fight was in Houston in February, along with Morozov, Carlos Olberg and Tafon and Chukwi. Dan, playing from behind. Yeah, this is going to be a fun fight. Both really strong, just built dudes. Um, Olberg is as sharp of a striker as you can come. I mean, he's kind of fits that mold that Eugene has been molding these city kickboxers into. I mean, you look at Izzy, you look at uh, how Dan Hooker's evolved this game. You look at uh, Jenna Fabian, um, who fights at PFL that Reese and I saw the other a couple weeks ago. Um, and he, he is that, that the epitome of that that prototype it's going to be interesting in how he can deal with the power of to the don 
But in general, I have to assume that Olberg's the favorite just because he's sharper. Uh, the delivery of those strikes is going to be better, even though he has had chin problems and he has had cardio problems um, that have reared their head kind of in both fights, even though he won his second one. I'm going with Olberg, minus 125, 130. 130 for the, for the man from New Zealand. Um, okay. Oh, are you done? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. No, I, I was just going to say that um, this, this one is weird, but anticipated. And what I mean by that is I think this matchup is kind of tailored for Olberg a little bit in that they deliberately gave someone who I think is looking to stand with him. I think they gave him someone that will make for an entertaining fight. But Olberg, as long as he doesn't gas himself like he did against uh, Kennedy, this should be easy sledding for him, in my opinion. I mean, he's got range. He's significantly faster um, and, and a, a more well-polished, well-rounded uh, stand-up artist. And I, and I don't foresee Chukwi shooting for a takedown. Now, I could be wrong. I just don't foresee it. So I, I'm going to go Olberg, and I was going to go a little higher. I'm going to go minus one. 55 and I'm hoping that five hook isn't the nail in the coffin because I almost did 150 but I feel like it might even be higher than that so I'm gonna go 155 and and, and add a little spice to the game 135 over oh ha open this 140 thing. along similar timeline about a week ago early June yeah, I, mean, I might find myself on Olberg unless there's a reason why I all of a sudden foresee Chukwi deciding to shoot and just kind of lay on him from top or, or sit and clinch for a while, which is a possibility. I think Olberg's kind of set to win this fight a little bit. I don't know. This one almost reminds me of a matchup we see at heavyweight all the time. Volkov versus Jarzinho, Volkov versus Nganu, Volkov versus – or even Cyril Gan versus yeah, Nganu. That more technical. Long. But I think it's, it's more so like how long can the sharper striker avoid the big punch and do they have the right game plan? And I'm not sure if people are trusting as, as green and as uh, fresh into this sport as a fighter as Carlos is to come with that but, great game plan. But three rounds, city kickboxing, it, it, he definitely has things that will should aid him, but I, I don't disagree to that. And I mean, that, Jenna that, said it best when we asked her the question, Eugene is an evil genius. He doesn't leave that up to the fighters. He says, this is your game plan. Right. This is why it's going to work. And, and they well, do well, The other thing too is, Olberg was minus like two something against uh, Kennedy and Chu or in uh, So the fact that he's only one thirty five here shows that people really did not like that that gas out loss because it seemed kind of like a, a failed game plan for the fighter. So he was a big favorite versus Fabio Chirac, Water Buffalo. Too. Yeah, that that one makes a little more sense. But... He didn't look great there either. I remember being on him and. You know, great in the first round. Yeah, I think yeah, he, he, tore, like, he He got yeah. caught. I think he faded. Times. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. He faded again. Um, next bout up, lightweight, Tiago Moises, Christoph Yagos, Reese, go for it. So, Tiago Moises is a guy who I was super high on because, and it's going to sound weird, but because of how well he survived against Islam Makachev, 
I know that sounds crazy, but that's really just how good Islam is. And he has some good wins too. Bobby Green is an incredible win. It's aged very well. Um, and so th this is someone that I was on going into the Yoel Alvarez fight. And I had a, a good amount of units on it. And it obviously, he looked like a deer in headlights. Gagos on the other side is a guy that I think his true skill sets still, truly, I know he's been in the UFC for a little bit, still remains to be seen just because, you know, he fought Charles Oliveira. Okay. I mean, dead man walking. And he fought Armin Sarukian, dead man walking. Sean Soriano, Carlton Minus. I mean, we're talking about how I, I, I think I respect Gagos more than we've seen out of him. And I'm interested if Dan agrees or disagrees to that. I, I like Gagos. I, I think he's had a decently tough draw between Dracar Close, Charles Oliver, and Armin Sarukian with his three UFC losses. Um, in Keep in mind, this is his second UFC yeah, this is his second He had stint. that... Uh... Yeah. He had that Chris Wade, Gilbert Burns, Jorge de Oliveira, Josh Emmett. Again, another – no, Josh Emmett was regional. But, yeah, still crazy. So, you know, 32, he's definitely the more experienced fighter. He definitely has more um, rounds. But, man, dude, it's something about Tiago Moises. 27 years old. His stand-up's coming around. His, he's a – very, very, very big submission threat. I think I'm still going to have him as a favorite, even though how disappointed I was with the Yoel Alvarez performance. I'm going to go Tiago Moises minus 150. I am a little bit – I thought your number was going to be bigger, if I'm going to be honest. Really? One pattern I'm seeing in Christos Yagos is – I mean, he's a grappler that – really struggles against elite grappling. He's not quite there. Um, I mean, we, we mentioned some losses. It's it's Sarukyan, it's Oliveira, it's Dorino, it's Chris Wade. Yeah, but those are guys those that can are, go in there and be physical and dominate the grappling. I think, I think every guy you just named outside Chris Wade dominates uh, Tiago Moises too. That's true. I think Tiago Moises' is grappling is closer to those guys than it is to Christos Yagos' okay. On yeah. that spectrum. That's fair. That's and, fair. and that's where my numbers come in. And I had a two in front of it. Uh, I'll, I'll keep the two in front of it, but I'll just go flat 200. Uh, 240, Moises. Poha. Great job, Dan. I I knew even as I was leading into it that I was too high on Dagos. You could hear it in my voice. <laughs> he's, he's great versus – like guys like Sean Soriano, when we saw him in Houston, right. Kobe, who was going in there to try and grind him and like punch it, whatever, hurt him. Yagos is like, no, nah, dude, I'm choking your ass out. But I'm shocked based on how bad Moises looked against Alvarez that he still has that high of a line power. But we'll see. Alvarez was a mystical fighter for a while. We had we had no idea how to how to judge. I, I was fade Alvarez. I thought he was terrible. Two fights left. Uh, Comain first welterweight bout. Neil Magny and Shavkat Rachmanov. Dan, lead it off for your boy. This is fun because it's the first huge step up um, for Shavkat, a guy I've been incredibly high on. And as good as he's been, I mean, he's really not had a single moment of – I don't think he's lost a second in any of his fights. 
it is a huge, huge step up. And Neil Magny, Elevation Fight Team, Trevor Whitman coming off of a couple of pretty bad losses that I'm sure he wants to rectify and put, put some uh, respect back on the Elevation Fight Team gym, which was one of the single most elite gyms maybe a year and a half ago, um, right when we were coming out of the first pandemic pause. I, I've got to have Neil as a favorite here. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. He said Neil is a favorite? Yeah. Okay, continue. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I, like, like I said, it's just a huge no, step you up. You've got Neil Magny beating like – My bad. I thought you misspoke. Go ahead. Don't – I'm not giving in to anything. You keep going. I mean, you've got him like fighting guys like Chiesa. Ignore me. you got him fighting Leach. you got him fighting Carlos Condit and Robbie Lawler. And Ignore me. Ignore me. Keep going. I, I thought you misspoke. My bad. I don't want to get tip anything. Keep going. I'm so thrown now. No, ignore me. I had I had a mishap. I've got Neil Magny as a favorite. I don't want to put a two in front of it, even though I am really considering it. Maybe my uh, homerism for Shavkat is, is coming out, but I'm going Neil Magny minus one ninety five. All right. Well, so totally. Without seeing, I have no clue what this line is. You have no clue what this line is. Would you be willing to do a straight, no line? We don't know what it is. This could be bad edge on either one of us. I take Shavkat, you take Neil. Are you talking Malort? Yeah, Malort. I'm in. All right. Now here's a question. How many shots would you like, sir? And I'm giving you theoretical edge here because you you think Neil's minus 200. I mean, I got... This is such a weird question. Like, do, how much pain do I want you to be in? How much pain no, how do much I want pain, to potentially how much be pain in? pain are you willing to take? I, I, I think that Neil Magny is deservedly a big favorite. Or not a big favorite, but not so a... This is free equity, then. I'll, I'll go two shots. Make it three. Fuck yeah. All right, three shots. Can we put it in the book? I got Rachmanov. He's got Neil Magny. Are we betting on the fight or on the line? Fight, right? I'll do line two. Here, here's where I, I truly came in with this line. This is not a lie. As a how high scenario for Shavkat. I'm dead serious. Wow. I'm dead serious. And I, I mean, I'm, I put the line that Shavkat holds gold at a minus. Pretty significant. I, I think he's that good. He's that big. We've seen Carlston Harris, Michelle Prezeris, and Alex Oliveira. Like I'm just I I'm as big of a Shavkat guy as you'll find. Clearly, maybe Clearly might not. not be the biggest guy on Clearly the panel. But um, I'm not ready to say that he's just. I I came in here with Shavkat minus three fifty. I'm dead serious. I'm gonna come down to two hundred flat minus, but I'm still giving Dan all that room because I'm that confident he's wrong. Shavkat's favored. Yeah. Minus 350. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three Malorts. Danny, you can take them now if you'd like. Shavkat's favorite in this fight? Oh, yeah, by a lot. He is so much better. Minus 350. Be, it's going to be a bloodbath murder. That's why I thought I heard you wrong, but I didn't want to tip it off. I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. Reese, you got to work on your poker face, man. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I, I really thought he misspoke. Um, 
I think he has to be. No. He, it opened I, minus 275, Shabbat. I thought we were playing the how high game. I almost said that before Danny started setting. I'm glad I didn't. I, 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 was, I almost said the how high. So you can get Neil Magny, Dan, at plus 290. Yeah, you almost have to place that now, buddy Oh. Wow. I will let you withdraw your EV bet if you take two Malorts. <laughs> Actually, we got Grantley next. We'll wait. We'll wait. The two Malort cash out option. Wow. And <laughs> spin cycle. Meanwhile, it's two two. <laughs> two two. Believe it or not. Biggest, that might be the biggest miss in ankle pick history. Yeah. I think easily the biggest whiff in the history is at the spread. <laughs> but it counts the same as a close loss. It does. It does. Might as well have been a point. We've got a main event here to break the tie. Second I'm week upset. I'm upset I retreated to 200. I should have just stuck with my gun. That was some game theory there. I think I said, what did I say? Just 350 off the cuff? You said something along those lines, yeah. Wild. All right. Lightweight main event. Reese is going to lead things off. 2-2 today. And we have a fight between Armin Sarukian and Mateus Gamrat. You know, based on that last line, I think Dan's, Dan's going to have Gamrat minus 200. I'm not all there, though. I, I think – I'm just kidding. I think Dan is a well-respected opponent. I'm giving him a hard time. Um, Armin Sarukian is, is that dude. I think that we're going to see the aging of the current welterweight division where Islam's the holder and Armin Sarukian would be the holder in any other era. But because Islam's there, it's going to be tough. I still think he eventually gets it done. He is an absolute killer and he's 25 years old. Um, so Gamrat came in and, and I know Dan's a big Gamrat guy. And I, I like him as well, but, and he's rattled off wins and that Kimura against Jeremy Stevens was ridiculous. Straddled off wins since the Garam loss, but I mean, Armin Sarukian has showed no signs of slowing down. He has absolutely destroyed everyone he's faced other than Islam, who, if you watch that fight back, he had moments in. And I highly suggest you do watch that one back. It's a fun one. Um, but yeah, Ar Ar Armin's got so much upside. It's incredible. We're going to be look – we're looking at the, a new era. You know, the Ja Morant of fastball is, is Armin Sarukian, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to go Armin Sarukian minus two. Pretty confident there. And I'm going to go as high as – 60 um because i don't want to get played if it is in fact 300 i'm, I'm still i'm still reeling i gotta be honest i've just fully not recovered from uh <laughs> from that last fight but Zeus is my guy i mean I'm, <laughs> what do we do here <laughs> do i just do i say fuck it and just and just throw throw this one away I, who knows you're right about away. you're right about armin being the favorite i mean he's a generational kind of guy running running into Islam this early in his career was tough. Um, fuck, dude, I don't know where to go. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm in a spin cycle. This is this, this is the the most on tilt I've ever felt. This episode <laughs> is gonna be. This episode just inspired a new segment called Blooper Reels. And we're just going to have Danny finding out that Neil is not, in fact, minus 180. And that he has a significant... 195. 
<laughs> he has a significantly negative EV bet for three punishable malorts that are punishable by law. That's tough. You know, I've I've I've, I've drank malort in the past. I'll drink malort in the future. That that's neither here nor there. I'm gonna focus on grabbing this point. <laughs> Give me Armin Sarukian. What was your number, Reese? Two sixty. 255. Fuck your ass. <laughs> Danny's in the spin cycle and he's going to win the fucking point. <laughs> <laughs> Minus 240. Armin <laughs> From the clouds. Motion. Motion to make the loser go first. The main event is, is you never want to lead, if it, especially if it's tied. Good job, Dan. Kind of. <laughs> I, I, ha- I had to go. I had to pull out like the nuclear bomb there. <laughs> it's just the biggest whip in ankle pick history, but nonetheless, a win is a win. Congratulations. So we split I mean, these. You got today. yourself one 10 8 round, and I came and knocked your ass out. In the fifth. Yeah, that's what happened. Knock me out. I'm a loser. We've seen some shitty scoring in the past. So it won't be the first, it won't be the last time. Yeah. Dan's the split decision judge, 50 45. <laughs> Call me Adelaide Bird over here. All right, Dan, in case you forgot or like you're still lost somewhere, usually what happens is if you win, you close up in Poha. So you want to give it a try? Boa! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.